When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. You talk a bit a little uh, about Everton. You can probably forgive Everton fans for feeling like scapegoats at the moment. Their points deduction before their appeal has been heard based on a framework that doesn't seem to be written down anywhere and rules that are supposed to be changing later on this year. Is the Premier League's action on Everton an attempt to try and prove that it can regulate itself and take uh, decisions on breaches seriously? Uh, no. Um, we take our rule book very seriously. Uh, it's a handshake between all 20 clubs. Uh, all clubs look each other in the eye and say, well, we'll comply with these rules. And they expect the board, if clubs don't comply with those rules, to take action. Uh, and obviously we have to balance, you know, Everton are a very important member of the Premier League and ever-present. Uh, but we also have to think about the other 19 clubs and their fan bases and the decisions that we make. Um, the charge was made in March 23 for the uh, first Everton case. Um, the case was then eventually heard in October. Um, we did make a plea at the time to try and hear the case towards the end of the season, but Everton argued against that and the Commission agreed with them. That's why it was heard in October. Um, and then the independent commission, I just made a point so everyone understands the process that we have. Um, charging decisions like that are heard by an independent panel, which is selected from um, legal and financial experts appointed by the uh, panel chair, Murray Rosen, uh, KC. And he's responsible for populating the panel and appointing the panel. The Premier League has nothing to do with it. So the decisions that are made in respect of the charge uh, out from the PSRs, and indeed the sanction were made by an independent uh, independent panel, independent of the Premier League, independent of the executive, the board, and the clubs. Um, so we think that process was followed uh, to the letter. Everton had the absolute right to appeal uh, that decision and that sanction. They are doing so. Um, that sank that appeal will be heard shortly, and we hope it will be efficiently um, held. And, and and we'll we'll find out the decision about that as soon as possible. And I don't believe it will affect the, the charge which was made yesterday for, for a breach for the following year, for year 23, uh, obviously where we, uh, we charged both uh, Everton and Nottingham Forest with breach of the same rules, the PSR rules. But you think it's appropriate that Everton have suffered a 10-point deduction before they've had the chance to have the appeal heard? Um, well, they're, they're appear, it's, a, it's a pending appeal. So the way that we have done it is that the points have been deducted pending the appeal. So whatever the appeal panel decides will then be, I'm assuming, the, the final deduction. That will be, the asterisks will then be removed. So um, it doesn't really matter when it happens, as long as it happens in this season, and it will happen in this season. But yesterday's uh, second judgment on Everton includes the majority of the financial period for which they've already been <laughs> sanctioned, in, in my understanding. I mean, do, do, do you accept it's so messy, Richard? Do you, do you not accept that this fundamentally underlines, demonstrates the urgency in which we need an independent regulator to manage cases like this? 
I, I don't think it's messy. Um, I, and no one, I mean, it's a very solemn duty, I have to say, and I'm sure that Rick would agree with me, nobody likes enforcing the financial rules. It's the first time the Premier League has done it. Um, and these financial rules were brought in in 2013-14. They were brought in with a specific purpose post-Portsmouth, actually, of uh, of ensuring that that unsustainable spending couldn't go too far. And so there was a wrapper put around uh, put around uh, how much clubs could invest uh, in pursuit of uh, in pursuit of their of their aims. Um, and um, this is the first time we've laid a charge in this specific way. Um, and um, no one wants to particularly be doing it, but we must do it because we have to think about the rest of the clubs that have complied with the rules and also their fan bases. And that ultimately is the is the duty of the of the Premier League board and the FL board in similar circumstances. So, because we changed the rules uh, last summer, uh, and we can't change the rules unilaterally, we have to do it with the with the um, with the with the club's permission, where there's a more expedited process, because it's a three-year look back. Um, PSR ca are calculated on three-year look back, and uh, in Everton's case, they were um, the decision was made on that on that on that um, on that case. Uh, a year after, in the season after, they were they were found uh, to be in breach. So a very long period, which is why we brought in expedited um, um, directions to try and help that, that process work, work work more efficiently. But can you understand fans' frustration when uh, Man City is taking so long? Meanwhile, Everton have had no yes, two charges. Man, Notts Forest yesterday charged I can. I, I can but they are very different charges um that's all i would say um if any club whether they're the current champions or otherwise had been found uh in breach of the spending rules <coughs> for year 23 they would be in exactly the same position uh as everton or nottingham forest um but the volume and character of the uh, charges laid before man city which i obviously cannot talk about at all are being heard in a completely different uh, environment um um, there is a date set for that um, for that proceeding. I can't, unfortunately, I can't tell you when that is, but that is progressing. Can you give us this? You can't give us the status of the um, Man uh, City and indeed the Chelsea investigations. No, I can't give any details on Man City beyond saying that a date has been set. I can't tell you when that date is. Uh, on Chelsea, as you know, Chelsea, the new owners of Chelsea came forward with information to the FA, UEFA, <laughs> and the Premier League about previous ownership. Uh, and we're still investigating that. And we don't um, announce the outcome of that until we have completed those investigations. Okay. And, th and the other issue on this is being brief that the Premier League are changing profit and sustainability rules um, ahead of next season. What's that going to look like? Um, well, I think actually what um, that refers to is the fact that, as referenced around this table already, the Premier League is considering with the EFL is considering moving away from PSRs, profit sustainability rules, to a squad cost ratio mechanism. Um, and that is now in, in consultation. We should replace uh, PSR in the future. Uh, PSR will be around this season and next uh, as a bare minimum and may even be kept alongside it. I don't know. All those decisions are yet to be made. There are no, as far as I'm aware, there are no further plans to the PSR rules uh, planned at the moment. Okay, and when will Everton find out if the takeover by 777 partners is um, going to be confirmed by the Premier League? Um, soon as we have completed the process, and unfortunately some process has taken a matter of weeks, 
some uh, if they're, we haven't had satisfactory answers to the questions that we have asked, it takes a lot longer. And so how long is this one going to take? He's already been running for a number of weeks, so it's going to take longer. How much longer? I don't know. I, I can't say. It's a, it is a very difficult question to answer. <clears throat> weeks, days, months, years? Weeks. Well, hopefully weeks. Then, did you... I just add on, on the sort of Everton front that can you understand why there will be a degree of cynicism among fans that we, you know, we've talked a lot about the cliff edge between the Premier League and the rest of football. Um, there does appear to be a cliff edge inside the Premier League where if you're a really big club and therefore you can not only afford the best players but the best lawyers, then you get embroiled in legal matters that take 10 years or never come to fruition. Whereas if you're Everton or not or, or, or Forest, um, there's an expedited procedure, to, to, to use your phrase, where suddenly in the middle of the season they get knocked 10 points off and get threatened with relegation where on the pitch they, they wouldn't deserve that. Do you understand the cynicism that, that develops around that? The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. To separate the two in the sense that I've said that those standard directions are for everybody. They're not just the the small clubs. So if anybody was found uh, to be in breach and put forward their PSR calculation that was above the threshold, then we'd be doing exactly the same thing on exactly the same time frame. There's a very separate process for the other cases um, because they are fundamentally different in nature. Unfortunately, I can't go into all of that today. I do understand that from the outside looking in, fans are interested in what goes on on the pitch. They're less interested in financial regulation and unless it impacts on their club um, and how that works throughout the system. They are interested in fairness. And they, I think most fans want to know that the, um, the regulatory bodies, in, in, in this case the Premier League, will enforce the rules and, and will have significant penalties for breaching very important rules as a disincentive to do it. It is much better, obviously, that all of our clubs comply with the rules at all times. And therefore, we don't have to talk about these things at all. That is the perfect world we'd all like to live in. Um, it isn't the case at the moment, and so we have to go through this process. And we want to be transparent and open, we want people to understand it. And we're prepared to have a dialogue, and we're obviously work, continuing to work with the clubs involved here um, on, uh, on how that process uh, plays out. There's a wider point in principle, I think, which, which does uh, affect the integrity of the league, which is that if you get to a situation where one, two, maybe three, four clubs start getting points deductions in the middle of the season and that that's the punishment that the football authorities reach for, then throughout that season, the league is pretty meaningless. And suddenly, uh, yeah, sorry, being a Reading fan, it, it, yeah, we, we got relegated by one point, having had six points taken off in April or in March, um, you know, th that kind of thing. Um, means that the whole league itself becomes a bit meaningless. So 
Um, I, I do think it requires a bit of hard thinking on the part of football authorities about, it's, it's, it's the underlying point, how do you punish owners who may have breached the rules, and absolutely they should be punished, without actually both punishing the fans and also, from, from just the league administration's point of view, making the league a bit meaningless. Because if the league starts becoming meaningless, then you know we, we lose the game. Last but not least, Rita. In my position of last but not least, I must say, listening to all this, it does sound like everything is very Premier League sacked to these 12 or 13 or even 5 or 6. I mean, if, you know, foreign buyers can come in when the warning lights were there, this Dai Young, I think he'd done this in China and in Belgium. So sort of, you know, it was foreseeable this might happen. And he's not paying the fines, is that right? He's seems resistant to He's, all of this uh, um, and you guys are i mean what would meaningful fan in, uh, involvement actually look like because you've said that yeah fans should have a say but if all this is happening with everton as well they do loads of stuff in the community they're being massively penalized on criteria that's very unclear and is changing again the goalposts literally <laughs> shifting it just feels how are fans going to have a say do we have to have the germany 50.1% model of actual ownership. I think there are quite a few questions in there and um, some of them are definitely mine. I think I, I think we have said ultimately if we have proper fairer redistribution so that clubs don't require 15 million pounds of owner funding, maybe that makes fan ownership more viable. That depends on whether fans want to own clubs, but certainly that is a direction that we, we can head in. Um, I, I think it's it's a bit facile at times to just think in terms of, well, we can't penalise the fans of the clubs that has transgressed because we have to think of the fans of the other 71 clubs that, that haven't. So we always have to keep that in balance. And the idea of simply separating owner from club um, is not really... Uh, that, that's not normally viable because it, it is the club that has transgressed. As I said, in the, in the, in the Reading case, um, we are specifically going after the uh, we're specifically going after the owner, um, but we think if we have a better regulatory system, if we have a uh, a fairer distribution system, then we will get better quality owners. Which in part is why we're more than happy to be moving to the regulator. We're more than happy for the regulator to take over the owners and directors test, so that you know we all have we all have a common aim in in, in bringing about lasting improvements. Um, well, I, um, Rick has spoken elo eloquently on the, on the situation at Reading. I, I think you said something there about the you know, penalising fans. Um, as I said, the, the best thing for everybody is for, is for clubs to stay within the rules. Uh, you also said that you didn't think the rules were, were clear to fans, and I, I think they are clear. They've been in place for 10 years, uh, and people understand but that. But the Everton criterion is far from transparent, isn't it? How they've been deducted so many points. Uh, okay, so it's not so so, so, so on, on 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 that particular <clears throat> issue of um, of the Premier League's approach to to sanctioning, whether it be a rule breach for uh, score cost, uh, sorry for PSR rules or other rules, we have an open sanctioning regime, and that is a that's an active decision to leave it to the independent panel to decide because it gives them maximum flexibility to decide in the circumstances, having this to all the mitigating mitigating arguments made by the club and by the Premier League. To make its own decision and whilst that may not be clear it is we believe it's the fairest way to do it 
I mean, it just looks very fishy. And again, with foreign buyers, if it's governments, they can do all this sports washing stuff. It just feels this is all about cold hard cash. Some of the questions Julie was saying, non-league games are having massive attendances through the roof. Shouldn't more your pyramidal structure go down to those people at the very bottom, Pittshanger FC, Hanwell Town, those kind of people that don't have the huge uh, broadcasting rights and wages bills stuff that we've been talking about or we've alluded to today? As I said, we really should be £1.6 billion outside of the pyramid that goes to all parts of the game. I'm not quite sure which tier Hanwell Town are in, but it goes as far as the um, as, well, as far as the National League divisions, um, the money we put into the Football Foundation, the Premier League Stadium Fund, it's available to all parts of the game, including women's game and women's women's facilities. So um, there is there is uh, money that, that goes to all parts of the game that comes from the Premier League, and we've that's the right thing to do, and we're proud of it. I mean, it just feels with these parachute payments, it's a bit of a prolongation of the status quo rather than the real, real grassroots, and the sort of surprising things when someone shoots up i wonder if they'll be more unlikely you mentioned uh, i was there when brentford went up actually at wembley and there were grown men in tears they'd seen it happen at the old wembley the new wembley they were so excited i wonder if you're sustaining what's happening now with the way these payments work that there'll be less fun moments little people i don't know i remember when cameroon got in the quarterfinals when was that 1990 or something those surprise things I just feel I don't know. There's lots of surprises, and I think the the um, the the aspiration that makes the pyramid tick is still there. It's still, you know, we've got Luton back as our 51st club. So the Premier League is just over 30 years old. It's had 51 clubs in it during that period. Um, there is there's plenty of opportunity to get into the Premier League. We welcome everybody, um, uh, whether you're Luton or, or Brentford, who've made a success of their promotion, uh, are doing really really well. Um, <coughs> you know, it's it's up to the club to to make that opportunity work for them. Uh, and we believe we provide the, the, the platform to be able to do that. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.